Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted a ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard
You are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio Show on the Fringe FM. And I am your host, Ryan Gable, with you five nights a week right here on the Fringe.fm. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info, our website where we have our full show archive, our montage archive, and all of my books, www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us here on The Secret Teachings for any reason, shoot us an email at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com. And find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM on Facebook, and my personal page, Ryan Gable, R-Y-A-N-G-A-B-L-E, Ryan Gable on Facebook. I'm sure that many of you remember one reason or another triggers that memory of Britney Spears when she was younger. Maybe your kids liked Britney Spears. Maybe you liked Britney Spears. A lot of older guys thought Britney Spears was real hot, real sexy. I remember when I was growing up, people would ask me, don't you like Britney Spears? Isn't she attractive? And I never really thought so. I didn't really like Britney Spears. Maybe as a kid, I realized there was something kind of wrong with Britney Spears, uh, something just off with Britney Spears. I never was really attracted to by any definition, uh, any kind of celebrity. I always thought celebrities were kind of strange. I always thought celebrities were kind of weird. Like there's just something, especially female celebrities, there was something wrong. And maybe that, whatever that is, created a subconscious bias and maybe a conscious bias. So as I got older, I went with that bias. And as I examined the music industry and... Hollywood and the entertainment industry, it created this perception that I have today that there's a tremendous amount of an overwhelming amount of an unfathomable, unbelievable, uh, disturbing amount of physical and sexual and other forms of abuses, who's to say which is worse or better, within the entertainment industry as a whole, but within all of human civilization, especially when it comes to positions of power, be that in politics or entertainment or media, whenever and wherever it might be in the world and at what time. These kinds of things have always happened throughout history, but they've been refined in a way today. And the kinds of things that go on behind the scenes that come to light in lawsuits and sometimes not lawsuits, but sometimes People come out and they make statements and they don't want any money and they don't really want attention or fame and they actually lose credibility and they lose their careers by expressing what they dealt with behind the scenes. And sometimes what is dealt with behind the scenes is just extreme ego of a celebrity. Other times it's more aggressive, nasty, biased, racist, sexist comments and behavior like you find with Ellen DeGenerate. And I, I want to start there for tonight's show because it hasn't really made much of a splash in any media that Ellen DeGenerate, as I call her, Ellen DeGenerate has been accused by staff, current and former staff, of being a nasty, mean, racist, sexist bigot. 
and the staff that has come forward to make these claims, including some people that accept the claims but try to downplay them who are friends of Ellen DeGenerate, including her friend who works for the show, the dancer and DJ Stephen Boss, who told U.S. Weekly, quote, we can't speak too much legally about it, but I'll say this, there's been love. Obviously, there's some things to address, but from my standpoint and from countless others, there's been love. I'll just leave it at that until there's a time where we can address more publicly. There's been love and there will continue to be love. That's an interesting legal parameter that Stephen Boss established and worked within in making that public comment. There's been love. Well, in any case where there's sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, there's always love, right? I mean, even in relationships where women and men abuse each other, where homosexuals abuse each other, where children are abused, whether that's in the home domestically or that's in a corporate setting, whether that's in the music industry or it's in other parts and other segments of Hollywood, or it's in the White House or it's in special mansion parties and eyes wide shut parties, you find that there's some level of love. But what kind of love is that? Is that love of abuse? Is that love of domination and power over others? What exactly is this kind of love? And I find it interesting about Ellen DeGenerate because as some people pointed out, including many of you listeners, if you look at the set of Ellen DeGenerate's show, what do you see? You see blue and white, you see palm trees, and you see behind her, to her left, but if you look at the stage to her right, you see blue and white stripes on the wall. And those blue and white stripes on the wall and the palm trees depict a literal replication of Jeffrey Epstein's Caribbean compound where he had a blue and white, kind of looked like the Greek flag, blue and white cube structure with a golden owl on top and odd red circles and squares and boxes within boxes and little tiny mazes around this blue and white cube structure all on the island. And so this led me to think, and we'll come back to Britney Spears and Ellen DeGenerate in a moment, this led me to think, as my mind kind of wanders in one direction or another, but some kind of energy helps me to bring all of this together and bring it to you on the show five nights a week. This made me think, this led me to think that Jeffrey Epstein personifies a great mythological beast. And so I've done a number of shows on this where I've said Jeffrey Epstein is the Minotaur, the Minotaur in the maze on the island of Crete, and young men, sometimes young women, primarily young men, young boys, 14 and under, from Athens, were fed to the beast, the minotaur, the half-bull, half-man, in the maze on the island, and were fed to him as a form of sacrifice, and the beast would consume these young children. Now, what could be closer to this Greek myth than the story of Jeffrey Epstein, who on an island 
with the blue and white cube identical to the set with the palm trees of Ellen Degenerate where young boys and young girls were brought to this island like Crete and given to the bull as a sacrifice, given to the Minotaur as a sacrifice, given to Jeffrey Epstein as a sacrifice. A Jeffrey Epstein who with his partner, who I call Ariadne, a lady in the myth, when the bull is slain, she is distraught because of the hero who kills the bull, her companion. He leaves her, and so she commits suicide. I call Ghislaine Maxwell Ariadne. And Ariadne eventually kills herself once the bull is dead. Ghislaine Maxwell, the Israeli intelligence asset, and through the Mossad and through MI6 and through U.S. intelligence, as we know Epstein was, quote, belonged to the intelligence agency, the intelligence agencies, the intelligence community, which is why he got a sweetheart deal back in the early 2000s. And this network, this pipeline, runs from the U.K. to Israel to the Caribbean to the east coast of the United States all the way to the west coast and down in that cesspit known as Hollywood, as there have been reports by journalists who have linked and shown a direct connection, what they called a pipeline, between Jeffrey Epstein, the powerful Jewish Zionist billionaire pedophile, and the scumbag As some recall, perhaps reading about those who have been victims of Harvey Weinstein, another powerful Jewish interest who hired Jewish security firms to go and hunt down his accusers to silence them, that was also in the news, a uh, company referred to as the Black Cube. And Harvey Weinstein was a hermaphrodite, and Harvey Weinstein was one end of this pedophile pipeline and this underground network of abusers. And from Jeffrey Epstein to Harvey Weinstein to Bill Clinton, who was a big-time fan of Jeffrey Epstein, despite his constant denial, his dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of trips to the island, along with people like Alan Dershowitz and even Hillary Clinton, leads me to recall the book written by Kathy O'Brien. And in that book written by Kathy O'Brien, she named Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton as two of her abusers, that Hillary Clinton was very, very aggressive and raped and abused Kathy, and that Bill Clinton was maybe not as aggressive, but he was a rapist. We know that has come out in court over and over and over and over again the biting of the women's lips, making them bleed, cutting their nostrils. You saw Bill Clinton's picture in the blue dress in the chair in the Oval Office that was painted, and it was on Epstein's island in his house. Remember that painting, that shameful painting of Bill Clinton in that blue dress? So when you look at the Clintons, They were named by Kathy O'Brien as being involved in her abuse, along with the Bushes and along with Dick Cheney and famous senators like Senator Byrd, the Ku Klux Klan member, and other senators and congressmen. And, of course, 
those in the entertainment industry, including country music stars, who would traffic and use their concerts and their travel as a way to traffic children, to traffic young people for sex, for drugs, and for other things. And these were also human beings that were trafficked to foreign countries to pass on messages, to traffic drugs, and to pass on sex and sexual favors, and also the simple favor of what Kathy O'Brien says Dick Cheney desired, and that was to electroshock and to physically abuse people with his bare hands, beat them to a pulp. So if you take that into consideration and you read this book by Kathy O'Brien, which I've mentioned on the show this week, I'm not using this as my only point of uh, reference, but I bring it up again because I mentioned Britney Spears and then I mentioned Ellen DeGeneres and her stage, which has the blue and white stripes and the palm trees, which is Jeffrey Epstein's blue and white cube with the palm trees on the pedophile island and how that references the myth of the Minotaur and then how this pipeline ran from that island to the U.S., to the U.K., to Israel, and all over the world, including a pipeline directly to Hollywood and the entertainment industry and the music industry and how this was named by Kathy O'Brien in the 90s as one of the cesspits and the children and the people that were taken and trafficked were programmed at certain military bases, including MacDill Air Force Base, which was right down the road from where I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida. And MacDill and Tampa, Florida, St. Petersburg, it's only about an hour and a half drive to Disney World, another place, along with Cape Canaveral, where NASA is located, where she was taken for abuse, she claims. And how one of the friends of Jeffrey Epstein and one of the people most intimately involved was Bill Clinton, who was named by Kathy O'Brien. And Kathy O'Brien says that one of the major programming themes was Alice in Wonderland. This was how they brainwashed and conditioned and trained the girls with phrases and with quotes from Alice in Wonderland. And the individual who wrote Alice in Wonderland reportedly had an affinity for little girls himself. And so when you take into consideration Alice in Wonderland and you look at the depictions of Alice in her dress, it's blue and white, just like Ellen DeGeneres' stage and just like the cube on Epstein's island and just like the blue and white flag of Greece where you had the Minotaur in the mythology. And we must not also forget the New Mexico compound of Jeffrey Epstein with the large maze and the large mazes that are on the property of many of the royal homes of the unroyal British, German, Saxe, Cobra, Gotha, Windsor family, and people like Prince Andrew and Prince Charles and their involvement in these networks of abuse and torture and murder as well. And so Alice in Wonderland, that's the theme. And I mentioned on Monday's show that Greta Thunberg, the autistic girl who screams, how dare you, to the world when she hasn't finished school and when her car, people found her car in the parking lot. It's just piled up with plastic and trash. And she's just a little girl who's been abused. I've said that from the beginning. And then you find pictures of her in the Alice in Wonderland dress, that blue and white dress. 
And so I came across an article from The Vigilant Citizen before tonight's show, and there are two things that stood out to me that The Vigilant Citizen website pointed out. This is from the Instagram account of Britney Spears. The first image from Britney Spears's Instagram account that I have up here is Britney Spears taking a selfie of herself in the Alice in Wonderland dress. And I've put that underneath of the promo on facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And I've also incorporated it into the promo for tonight's broadcast here on the secret teachings. The other image which I've posted on Facebook, or you could go to the Vigilant Citizen and type in Britney Spears and you'll find it. And this is a very, very interesting picture. It is a picture of Britney Spears celebrating Mariah Carey. Remember we talked about her and her sister and mother on Monday. Her sister is suing her mother because she claims she was taken to satanic rituals and abused at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2 to 4 a.m., the witching hour, by people in robes with black hoods during certain times of the year, which we can assume with great certainty include the Sabbats like Samhain and Beltane and Imbolc and Luknasad, which is the 1st of August, the midpoints between the equinoxes and the solstices as we discussed last night. So Britney Spears is here celebrating Mariah Carey's birthday, And in the middle of these two women is a guy, and I don't know who this guy is, but if you look at him, I'd imagine he's one of the handlers. You can see his eyes. Unlike Britney Spears, his eyes are enormously black and pupils are enormously dilated. And this is something that you'll notice if you watch music videos and if you watch television and commercials. And if you look at children's toys nowadays, large eyes, large dilated pupils. You'll also notice this if you pay attention to tech people like Elon Musk or people like Mark Zuckerberg. These tech elitists that have either wired their brains to microchips and computers already with the Neuralink system and or they have begun a process of integration into another dimension consciously with various kinds of drugs and things like microdosing, which you've probably heard a lot about that. This is the kind of thing that we see in the picture with Britney Spears. Physically, we also see it represented in children's toys, which we will also talk about tonight on the show. There are children's toys like the Troll Doll. I'm sure some of you have seen this. The troll doll, the girl, who's got a little rainbow-like dress on. Remember, the rainbow is a symbol of a bridge to another dimension, another state of mind. It's an old symbol that's always been used to represent a bridge between the physical and the spiritual. And if you lift this doll up under the dress, between her legs, you'll find a button, you know, like the clitoris. And when you push this button on the doll, this is real, she starts giggling and making what are being referred to as sex sounds when you push the little clitoris between the doll's legs. This isn't a sex toy. This isn't an adult toy. This is a kid's toy. It's a little pink troll doll. And then she has, if you look at her face, 
Big eyes, enormous eyes, big, enormous, giant, dilated pupils. There's also another toy called the LOL Surprise Doll. And these dolls look like they have uh, no identifications below the head, just a tan body, maybe some pink legs, or they have a black doll as well. Their eyes are enormous and pupils are dilated, but when you dip them in cold water, it shows that they have tattoos. Some of them look like they have lingerie on. They look like prostitutes. And their nipples, these are children's toys, their nipples become visible and they look like they become hard and you can see them through the lingerie. You can see them through the clothing. These are children's toys which reminds us of the La La Loopsie. Remember the La La Loopsie doll? This used to be very, very popular. The La La Loopsie doll. La La means a fanciful state or dream world. Loopsie means crazy or silly, meaning that the La La Loopsie is a fanciful dream world of the crazy and silly. And the La La Loopsie doll has no ears, no eyes, and no mouth. Well, to be fair, she has a mouth and she has eyes, She has no ears that are visible. She can hear no evil, but she has no eyes either. Her eyes are replaced by buttons, so she can see no evil, and her mouth has been sewn shut, so she can speak no evil. And this is the exact same kind of doll design that you will notice if you look at the globally popular Hello Kitty. The globally popular Hello Kitty doll has ears, but no definition in the ears. She can hear no evil. Her eyes are also buttons or little black dots, pure black dots. She can see no evil. And she has no mouth. She can speak no evil. Now, if you know the history of the Hello Kitty doll, the Hello Kitty doll was supposedly designed as a deal between a woman and the devil. The woman's child had throat cancer, and so she made a deal with the devil after nothing else on this earth worked, and the devil said that he would help her child, healed her child of the cancer, but the woman had to essentially sell her soul to the devil and work for the devil to bring other people's children to the domain of hell. And he would help her do this by designing a doll that would be innocuous and as if it was non-threatening, that it was cute and that it was cuddly. And this doll would be adored by millions across the world, but it was really the work of the devil. That is the urban legend of the Hello Kitty doll. It's the same as the La La Loopsie. There's a movie called Caroline. You might have seen the movie Caroline. The movie Caroline is about a girl who goes into the Stranger Things upside-down world, and she is confronted by the other mother known as the Beldum, a shape-shifting entity with a pale face, much like the Joker, the Death Mask, the Antichrist, the Slender Man. And this woman steals the eyes, the soul, of the children and replaces them with buttons, just like Lala Loopsie, just like Hello Kitty. I did a show on this back in 2015, 2000, 
2014, 2015, somewhere around there, around Christmas time when La La Loopsie was very, very popular. And now about five, five and a half, six years later, there's the troll doll with the button clitoris with enormous eyes, dilated pupils, and there are these little LOL surprise dolls with, when you dip them in ice water, with tattoos, the clothing of a prostitute, and nipples that come through the clothing, along with enormous dilated pupils and big giant eyes. This is also very, very popular in Disney. Disney characters in particular, enormous eyes, giant dilated pupils. And you'll notice this all throughout the entertainment industry. For example, back in March of this year, 2020, Eminem produced a new song called Godzilla featuring Juice World. And in this song, at the beginning, about the 30 to 35 second mark, Eminem takes a drink of alcohol and he looks at himself in the mirror and he sees himself as an alternate personality as he is comprised of three personalities, Eminem, Slim Shady, and Marshall Mathers. And there he is with enormous eyes, dilated pupils. There's also a little girl who worked for a number of industries. She's been in uh, NBC, Law & Order. She's been on the Disney Channel. And she's in music. Her name is Sabrina Carpenter. And she has a song that is very, very, very disturbing. A song where she is surrounded by butterflies, which represent the soul or the spirit fluttering about. A song where she is wearing a black and white outfit split down the middle. One part is black, one part is white. And that's extremely significant because it's the same imagery of a lady who is a multiple personality painter who was sexually abused, who painted a number of pictures that are identical to the symbols that are on Jeffrey Epstein's island, the mazes and the boxes within the boxes, which represents the mind, the brain, and the compartmentalization of various personalities that can be created and controlled and handled by handlers. And in one of the paintings called The Waiting Rose, there is the woman with the black and white, just like Sabrina Carpenter, and between her legs, just like the little doll, the troll doll, there is a rose torn to pieces, meaning she's been sexually abused. And in the song with Sabrina Carpenter, she has these handlers that are controlling her. At the beginning of the video, she levitates from the bed, just like Billie Eilish does in her song, one of her most famous songs, Bury a Friend. The levitation, the supernatural powers granted to the witch by the devil, traditionally. And Sabrina Carpenter in the song, which is called In My Bed, she has large eyes, enormous dilated pupils, and in other scenes in the video, her eyes are replaced by this black and white swirling representative of mind control while she is bound in a straitjacket and you see these four guys with photographs and with contracts controlling everything that she does. This is the entertainment industry. This is the music industry, the Hollywood cesspit with a pipeline connected to the Epsteins. It's in children's toys. It is all over the world. And so in explaining all these little tiny details that might seem unconnected, I want to draw your attention 
to something that you might think is unrelated and irrelevant, but it's incredibly significant. It's very, very important. I had a listener last night contact me before the show. I didn't get a chance to really look at it until today. And his listener said that the the presentation that Joe Biden, who I've referred to and I still refer to as the smiling man or the crooked man with his smile that literally looks like the depictions and the descriptions of a of a demon or of a shadow person called the smiling man, the crooked man. You saw this in the movie The Conjuring 2. His smile looks like the crooked man. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's joint press conference about the vice presidency because Kamala Harris, the woman whose family owned slaves and who incarcerated and prevented black people from getting out of prison for nonviolent drug offenses and the woman who slept her way to the top, you know, this woman of great integrity, this woman who has what Joe Biden referred to as, and Kamala Harris has had advertisements for this in the past, she has an agenda, a specific kind of agenda for the American public. And Joe Biden said, it's on his Twitter page and it's on his, uh, it's on his website, I imagine, somewhere, but it's on his Twitter page and it's like one of his campaign slogans, that we are in a battle for the soul of America. And the funny thing is, somebody pointed out uh, on Facebook, um, a good friend of ours named McSchwartz, he pointed out that Joe Biden follows 28 people on Twitter. He has 8 million or so followers, but he, he follows like 28 people on Twitter. One of the people he follows is Lady Gaga. Remember Lady Gaga and Joe Biden teamed up for that, uh, that weird advertisement, and then Lady Gaga did that strange one-world hive mind. At, I called it the one-world hive mind at home, but it was called the one-world at home music event, concert, where all these famous people got together and played music or they spoke to, to you at home if you watch these videos. And the name of this agenda for the American public that Kamala Harris had in her original campaign ads and that Joe Biden mentioned the other night, it's called the 3 a.m. agenda. Here's Joe Biden announcing that agenda. In her campaign in the primary, Kamala often talked about what she referred to as the 3 a.m. agenda. The 3 a.m. agenda. About moms and dads awake late at night in their kitchens, worried, scared, uncertain about how they were going to take care of their families. Now he goes on to talk about what the 3 a.m. agenda is. Here is the advertisement from Kamala Harris about the 3 a.m. agenda. This advertisement, she describes the 3 a.m. agenda. In bed, our mother would sit up trying to figure out how to make it all work. That's something most Americans know all too well. And that's what my 3 a.m. agenda is all about. That's what my 3 a.m. agenda is all about. Now, that might seem innocent, like the Hello Kitty doll. It might seem like it's irrelevant. What does Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's presidential campaign ticket have to do with children's dolls? What does it have to do with the entertainment industry? What does it have to do with satanic rituals? Well, the 3 a.m. agenda of Kamala Harris and now Joe Biden incorporating that into his campaign and not to mention the disturbing image of Joe Biden smiling where he literally looks like depictions of the crooked man or the smiling man, this perhaps demonic, but this shadow figure that appears in people's rooms and that haunts 
children, teenagers, and adults alike. This this demon, this presence, kind of like the the the, the beldam in the movie Caroline, who steals the souls of children by stealing their eyes and replacing them by buttons, the same buttons that are on the Lala Loopsy doll, the same buttons or blacked out eyes that you see on the troll dolls, which have the little clitoris button between their legs. And when you press it, they make like little weird girl sounds like you were playing with them sexually. These are children's dolls. And they all have these big, enormous eyes with big, giant, dilated pupils. And so it brings us back to the images of Britney Spears. Britney Spears with uh, some guy here, giant, enormous eyes, totally black, enormous pupils, celebrating Mariah Carey's birthday. And it was right before Mariah Carey's birthday that her sister, Allison Carey, filed a lawsuit back in February. And now this just came out on the 7th of August, 2020. Mariah Carey's sister is accusing their mother of alleged sexual abuse at satanic worship meetings. She said the ceremonies or rituals were always between 2 and 4 a.m., and they weren't every week, as far as I can remember, just certain dates. Everyone would wear long robes and with, uh, with black hoods. In other words, they took place on certain days of the year, certain significant, important dates within the natural cycle of the world that we break down and notice the patterns, and we put it into calendars, and we put it into what we call the wheel of the year, the turning of the wheel, the changing of the seasons. Yule and Letha, the winter and solst- uh, summer solstices, Ostar and Maybon, the spring equinox and the fall equinox, and the midpoints between them, Imbolc or Candlemas, Beltane or May Eve, otherwise known as Walpurgisnacht in Germany, Walpurgis Night, Luknasad or Lamas, August 1st, and Samhain, what we know as Halloween or November Eve. These, I guarantee you, are some of the days in which these events were carried out. And she says, Allison Carey says, the ceremonies or rituals were always between 2 and 4 a.m. The 2 to 4 a.m. time frame, which includes the specific time, 3 a.m., the witching hour, is a powerful time to perform rituals and ceremonies to contact the dead, to contact spirits, to contact entities, whatever you choose to call them, demons, etc. And that's why these rituals took place between 2 and 4 a.m., according to Allison Carey. And then there's Britney Spears celebrating Mariah Carey's birthday. And Britney Spears in her blue and white Alice in Wonderland dress, which we've seen also worn by Greta Thunberg. We know the significance and the symbolism of the blue and white Alice in Wonderland dress. The blue and white of the Greek flag, the story of the Minotaur, the blue and white of the Ellen Degenerate stage, where she's being accused of all kinds of various nasty abuses of staff and guests. She has the palm trees in the blue and white, same thing as Jeffrey Epstein's island. Again, the story of the Minotaur with the little boxes, little red boxes and squiggly lines around the compound there where that blue and white cube is. Boxes within boxes that represent split personalities, personalities within personalities that are triggered with quotations, with words. Like the Manchurian Candidate, some of these phrases, some of these quotes come from stories like Alice in Wonderland. They come from Disney movies. Disney movies 
that are used to program children just as much as they program adults. Disney movies, music videos, where you see the same imagery over and over again. And there's this trend now where you're seeing all of these music videos and these TV shows for children where you have, even for adults, you have people with these enormous eyes, these these giant dilated pupils, like they're microdosing, they're on drugs, they're, 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 they're off in another world, another dimension somewhere. Totally disconnected from everything else around them, totally disconnected from the physical world. And you see that this disconnection, that this disconnection from the physical world into some other world, whatever this other world is, it's an upside-down world. It's a world of the beldum, like in Caroline. And the whole idea there was that children would have their souls stolen from them and their eyes would be replaced, in this case, by buttons, which is a theme that you see in children's dolls. It's a, a theme that you see in music videos. It's a theme that you see in shows for teenagers and shows for adults. It's a, it's a theme you see everywhere. And it's really creepy because it's also a theme that you'll find in this weird, I guess you could call pop music, this weird crossover from pop music to rock music where you have these celebrities like Poppy, who I've talked about before, who sings a lot about artificial intelligence, where she represents herself as a computer or, or herself as AI in a song called Time Is Up where she wants to kill the whole human race. And this is in kids to teenage to young adult music. A lot of older people like Poppy as well. But this weird pop rock music, whatever it is, it, it, it's just disturbing. And I, I had a listener named Clay who actually went to a Poppy concert and he informed me of a singer online who who's very popular, but she doesn't have like the following of Poppy or Billie Eilish or something like that. But she is a wonderful representation and a terrifying representation of the combination of children's toys, the distortion of all things that are good, the distortion of the youth, the distortion of innocence, and the distortion of both music and the distortion of, of creativity and, and art and all the beautiful things that, that are degraded and, and turned into depraved, distorted versions of, of, of what they should be. This, this girl that uh, Clay turned me on to was Jasmine Bean. And she has this really disturbing song. It's called Hello Kitty. You know, with the black eyes and the no ears that have definition and the mouth that doesn't exist. And in this video, she's worshiping Hello Kitty. Now, it might seem like it's quirky or something like that until you realize what the Hello Kitty represents with the pale white face. And then you realize what she's worshiping and what children are worshiping is anything but an innocent little doll. And whether it's Hello Kitty or the La La Loopsy or these troll dolls or these LOL surprise dolls, it's the same force and the same energy operating through all of it to target the innocence and to target children. 
And the same themes that are present in the music and the same themes present in the, the dolls and the toys are present in online challenges like Momo, where there was a strange connection to something called the 3 a.m. game, where you do weird things at 3 a.m. and you try to invoke apparitions and spirits and demons. And remember, Momo would call you in the middle of the night and try to get you to commit self-harm because the whole point of the Momo challenge was to meet Momo. So you would hurt yourself or hurt others, commit suicide, kill somebody, kill an animal in order to meet the devil because that's what the word Mo means. Mo is Mandarin for devil, so it means devil, devil, as I'm sure most of you at this point know. And Momo might be this distorted woman's face as we saw from from the sculpture. But Momo, just like these dolls with the sewn mouths and the eyeballs that are replaced by buttons and all of the all of the strange dolls today with the enormous eyes and the black blacked out eyes. The music videos where you have the same in this Jasmine Bean video where you have the worship of the Hello Kitty. You realize that it's all the worship of the same exact thing. It's the, it's the same energy, the same force. For girls, primarily, you can call it the Hello Kitty. For a lot of boys, you can call it the Slender Man. For a lot of adults, you can call it the Smiling Man or the Grinning Man. And so it's really, really creepy that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, who looks like the Smiling Man, get together to promote what she calls the 3 a.m. agenda. It's the 3 a.m. agenda. In her campaign in the primary, Kamala often talked about what she referred to as the 3 a.m. agenda. The 3 a.m. agenda. And the 3 a.m. agenda is a time in which you can invoke and you can participate in some form of dialogue and commerce with these spirits and entities and energies from another world. And songs like Hello Kitty by Jasmine Bean, who if you look at her face, it's all distorted, pale. It looks like she's had monsters claw her eyes out. It's very similar to the makeup that Poppy wears. In this music, you have Hello Kitty hung as a mockery of Christ on a cross, and she is bowing to the Hello Kitty. This is not just a hyperbolic representation of an innocent child's doll in the sense that she's worshiping this doll because it, she, it means so much to her. This is worshiping what the doll represents, pure evil. Take a listen to this. It's just this distortion. Crying all night, sleeping till 3. There's the 3 a.m. again. Now, she dies in the video. She falls down, the music stops, and the Hello Kitties are concerned and come to save her. The Hello Kitties are there to save her. She cries all night. She sleeps till 3. And then when you perform the ritual at 3 a.m., like Allison Carey said, Mariah Carey's sister, in the robes with the black hoods on certain days of the year, 
They perform these rituals because they have meaning and purpose on those days at those times. So Jasmine Bean, who has millions and millions of views on this video, this was published December 9th, 2019. She dies in the video and the Hello Kitty comes to save her as her Jesus Christ. It's not cute and innocent. It's evil if you know what Hello Kitty represents. Ultimately, the Hello Kitty is him, his infernal majesty, the devil. She has a altar set up to Hello Kitty on a cross. See, there's another disturbing element. She keeps me warm. She stitches me up. That's something that you'll notice common in the artwork, in particular, of people that have been abused. I actually, one of the, the first woman that I dated was, was horrifically abused. She was abused by her family. She was abused by boyfriends. She was abused physically and sexually. And I remember that, you know, I didn't understand a lot of this at the time. This was like 2011, 2012, well, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. And I remember she, she drew me one time a, a picture of us together. But she drew us as, as toys, as like dolls. And she drew herself as a, a little toy, kind of like a rag doll that had had certain parts of its body ripped off that were sewn back together. And she had the button eyes. I actually kept that drawing over all these years because it was very, very disturbing. So you're sewn back up, just like these dolls. You're torn down by the world, cry all night, you sleep till three, and then when you die, when you perform the ritual, the Hello Kitty, the demon comes to save you and keeps you warm and stitches you up. And then you have an altar to the Hello Kitty and you bow down and worship the Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty, she's so adorned. I'd imagine that Jasmine Bean, if she wrote this music, she's well aware of the urban legend of Hello Kitty because that was the deal. The woman who designed the Hello Kitty with the assistance of the devil designed the Hello Kitty with the assistance of the devil so that Hello Kitty would be adorned by children all over the world and would bring children to the side of hell and suffering under the guise of cuteness and beauty. I don't believe in much, but if there's one thing that I trust, if there's a higher being, it must be her, she's never unjust. If there's a higher being, it must be her, she's never unjust, and she looks at Hello Kitty as the higher being on the cross, crucified. And if it couldn't get more obvious what the Hello Kitty actually represents, they have the Hello Kitty's arms and legs, which are usually little stubs, extended. So Hello Kitty literally is a skinny, slender, white, pale-faced demon in the video with black eyes, no mouth, and no ears, crucified to a cross as the Savior. In other words, 
It's Slender Man. It's the Crooked Man. It's the Smiling Man like Joe Biden, crucified to a cross and worshipped and adorned by children all over the world. And yeah, I focused on the Hello Kitty now for about 10 or 15 minutes of the show, but the Hello Kitty represents all of it. The Hello Kitty is another version of Lala Loopsy. It's another version of the, the Troll Doll. It's another version of the LOL Surprise Doll. It's another version of Slender Man. It's another version of the Crooked Man, the Smiling Man, the, the strange shadow people, the apparitions, the black-eyed children, the beldam. It's the same representation of him, his infernal majesty, the devil. And it's for kids, it's for teenagers, it's for adults. It's the same thing that we saw with the Momo game, the Momo challenge. It's in the music industry, the entertainment industry as a whole, and all these networks and all these pipelines that connect from Hollywood to Jeffrey Epstein to the royal family, otherwise known as the German Saxco Bergatha family, to the Vatican, politicians, celebrities, it's everywhere. Ritual abuse with programming themes that come out of stories like Alice in Wonderland, where you see Greta Thunberg in the Alice in Wonderland dress promoting the message of her handlers, which was one of the primary uh, components of the programming agendas that Kathy Bryan also explained, and she said Alice in Wonderland was one of the big themes. And then you see Britney Spears recently in that same blue and white Alice in Wonderland dress. You see uh, Britney Spears celebrating Mariah Carey's birthday with a guy who has these black, total black eyes, enormous pupils, you see that on all these children's dolls. You see it in the music entertainment industry. Eminem just put out a new song where he's got these huge, enormous eyes as well. You've got stories of Beyonce with one of her former bandmates who claims that the singer molested her with what she called, quote-unquote, dark magic. I mean, this is all over the news. Mariah Carey's sister was talking about ceremonies where they were abused at 3 a.m., and then you have, again, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the vice presidential and presidential campaign ticket for the Democratic Party, talking about the 3 a.m. game. Kamala often talked about what she referred to as the 3 a.m. agenda. There it is, the 3 a.m. agenda. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. There's going to be more after this right here on The Fringe FM www.thesecretteachings.info thefringe.fm is the network website if you go to our website you'll find all of my books you'll find access to our archive for all of our past shows including montages and you'll find all of my books in digital form if you'd like to buy a physical book it also supports the show along with the subscription just visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info and you can do that today to become a member. You can share your login with friends or family. It supports the show, it supports you, and it supports the network. You'll notice we skipped our first break tonight. There's just so much to talk about. And I'm really, really kind of in a zone with all of this content. And I really want to give you as much of it as I can within the time that's allotted. We just have to take one break here, and then we'll be back in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us on The Fringe. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. 
visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on Tee Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Come on, they control the broken down out here. Does anyone want to see 
By the time Skynet became self-aware, it had spread into millions of computer servers across the planet. Ordinary computers in office buildings, dorm rooms everywhere. It was software in cyberspace. There was no system core. It could not be shut down. The attack began at 6.18 p.m., just as he said it would. Judgment Day. The day the human race was nearly destroyed by the weapons they built to protect themselves. I should have realized our destiny was never to stop Judgment Day. It was merely to survive it. Together. Yeah, you're a proper pro. And I just want to thank you, Ryan, for having me on. I've heard a few of your shows and you go deep, brother. You go deeper than a deep sea diver in a shipwreck. So uh, been great to be a part of your show. You've got a tremendous amount of knowledge yourself. You've clearly put in the hours of research and I commend you for that. So I'm very happy to have been a part of your show today. Thanks again for the invitation. This is Mark Devlin, author of Musical Truth, Volumes 1 and 2 musicaltruthbook.com online and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable You're listening to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM, five nights a week, Monday through Friday. Our website with our archive, my books, montages, and more is www.thesecretteachings.info. The email to reach us is rdgable at yahoo.com, and the social media page is facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. So this has been a very, very interesting and kind of disturbing week for a number of different reasons. The first reason is last Friday, almost a week ago, a story came out about Mariah Carey's sister accusing their mother of sexual abuse at satanic worship meetings, is what she called them, quote-unquote, satanic worship meetings. Allison Carey made the accusation against her mother, Patricia Carey, who's 83, and a summons filed with the New York Supreme Court in February of this year. Only a couple of weeks after that, Mariah Carey had her birthday, and her birthday was celebrated with Britney Spears. And Britney Spears recently has been on Instagram posting dozens and dozens of uh, bizarre photographs, a lot of them pertaining to butterflies, which of course is a symbol of Project Monarch and part of the MK Ultra mind control experiments dealing in mind control and uh, the creation of alternate personalities. Alternate personalities are often represented with boxes within boxes or mazes, sometimes circles and lines that are interconnected, whether it's a maze or a labyrinth, or it simply represents the compartmentalization of something. And you see this a lot in the paintings of people like Kim Noble, You could look up Kim Noble. Years ago, I saw Kim Noble's paintings, and it's not a theory. She has multiple personalities, and she's been abused, 
and she incorporates that into her artwork, which includes the usage of the black and white clothing, the split personalities, the destruction of the rose, which is not only a symbol of femininity, the rose is a symbol of initiation into the secret societies and the ancient mysteries. So the destruction of the rose is not only the destruction of the innocence and the female, it's a destruction of all that is sacred. And so the destruction of the rose, much like the decaying rose in Beauty and the Beast, is a symbol of the lost connection between the spiritual, because in the movie, The Beauty and the Beast, the beast is really a prince. The spiritual, as the prince and you know knights and kings and kingdoms represent the kingdom of heaven and all this, and the sinking of that prince into a beastile body, and he has to find love, right? And he finds this girl, Belle, as in Belle or Baal, the first king of hell, as in Belle or Bill or Billy, as in the black Billy Goat or Billy Eilish or Bill Cipher or Billy from Stranger Things, all names that refer to demons, kings of hell, and ultimately, as these are branches of a singular source of evil power, what the devil represents in that of an inversion of life. And so when you have Bill, Bell, Ball, all these different names, and you have the devil, the devil goes by a number of names as well as a singular entity, including him, his infernal majesty. And you hear that in music made by people like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga has made music. One of her songs is called Born This Way, where at the beginning she describes the creation of the world. She talks about evil. And she says it doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. And then it becomes distorted in the song at the beginning. Him, him, him. And she's walking in her underwear and her bra. So she's almost naked and she's talking about him. Capital H-I-M, his infernal majesty. His infernal majesty is the slender man. His infernal majesty is the crooked man, the smiling man. His infernal majesty is the momo, the distorted female. Evil takes different shapes and different forms. Evil comes in a variety of forms with a variety of names. Momo is another name for Slenderman. Slenderman is another name for him. Him is another name for the devil. The devil is another name for evil. In fact, evil is just the word or the name devil without a D, and it's an inversion of live. It's an inversion of life. If you ever saw this kid's cartoon in the 90s called Powerpuff Girls, the evil villain who was kind of like a strange combination of, of different, kind of like humanoid, but it was also a transvestite. This was in the show. It was like a transvestite with red skin with like the hands uh, of, of like a some kind of crustacean, had like claws, but the name of this character was him. They called this character him. And him was the devil. This was the reference in the in the kids' TV show. Uh, there's even a, a reference to the devil uh, as him in the song by that name by the band Ghost. It's called His Infernal Majesty, H-I-M. So I start this segment a few minutes ago mentioning Mariah Carey, and I end up on a TV show called The Powerpuff Girls. 
I understand that the mind can kind of wander and put things together that aren't really connected. I'm quite aware of that, and I'm always incorporating that into my conscious view and attempting to incorporate it into my subconscious view when I examine things of this nature like we're talking about on the show tonight. However, there are some things that are connected, and, and they don't need any kind of, 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 of overreach in order to make that connection. Because we've gone directly from Mariah Carey to a TV show in the 90s for children. And although these are different names, different topics, different uh, you know portrayals, and whether it's movies or music, it all represents the same evil. So if we go back to Mariah Carey's uh, lawsuit and the accusations against her mother, Mariah Carey said that the ceremonies or rituals she was taken to took place during certain times of the year and that the people who would attend them wore long robes with black hoods, very similar, if not exactly the same, identical to what the people who were abused by uh, Jimmy Savile claimed, that they were abused by Jimmy Savile who wore a black robe and who abused them with a mask on, just like an Eyes Wide Shut party, right? And so Mariah Carey's sister also alleges that these rituals, these ceremonies, took place during certain times of the day. They took place between 2 and 4 a.m. The time 2, 3, and 4 a.m., this time frame, is often associated with the highest rates of birth and death because the veil between the two worlds, the spirit and the physical, is essentially thin. So birth and death is very common at 2, 3, and 4 o'clock in the morning or around this, this time frame which is the microcosm of the macrocosm of a whole year when Samhain, or what we call Halloween, is the, the, is the most significant date of the year where the veil becomes thin between the physical and spiritual world. So certain days like this and certain times on those days are the proper times to perform rituals in order to invoke certain energies, entities, spirits, demons, devils, angels, whatever you might choose to invoke. And you would go to certain locations to do this. So if you think about what Mariah Carey's sister is claiming, Mariah Carey's sister is saying that she was taken and she was abused, but then her sister became rich and powerful and very, very famous. And her sister is hanging out with Britney Spears recently during the the Mariah Carey's uh, birthday celebration. And Britney Spears uh, also recently was wearing the Alice in Wonderland blue and white dress. And so you see this connection between Britney Spears and Kathy O'Brien and mind control and It just starts to all kind of get jumbled together, and then it starts to make a lot of sense. It's like Mariah Carey's sister was essentially sold, just like Anderson Cooper's brother was essentially sold for power and for wealth and for the solidifications of one's prominence within A or within the or within some kind of cult, clearly some kind of cult. And this is the same kind of cult that preys on children, and that preys on young adults and preys on anybody with a weak mind, as the devil often does, in order to trick them, as the devil is a trickster, usually with a pale face. This is where the idea of the trickster, the joker, comes from with the white face, the pale face. It's a demon. It's an antichrist. It's, it's the antithesis of the Christ. It is the, the, uh, the perversion of all that is good. And so you see this, not just in you know the the story of Mariah Carey's sister, like it's an isolated incident. You see this in the story of um, 
one of Beyonce's former, uh, 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 I guess you could call her a bandmate, someone that used to work with Beyonce, who says the singer practices black magic. She called it dark magic, but black magic. She alleges that Beyonce used black magic against her. She was one of Beyonce's drummers. That she used black magic against her to molest her. That came out in the, uh, the court documents, and that was back in 2018. So those are two similar stories. Then you read things that Elijah Wood said about the entertainment industry, and you read things about Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein, and it starts to all kind of come together. And then when you understand the networks and the pipelines and you understand the, the mind control and the symbolism and what it all actually means, and I don't, I don't mean Pizzagate. I mean, when I look at the story of Ellen DeGenerate and I see the claims of sexual abuse and, 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 and racism and bigotry and all that, and I see her connections to, to the Oprah Winfrey's and to the other powerful people in the entertainment industry, and I know that Oprah Winfrey was not only a sex slave herself, but she procured women for Harvey Weinstein, who had a direct pipeline to Jeffrey Epstein and to the intelligence community, the same intelligence community that had to have been involved in the 80s using computers to traffic children in a cult called the Finders, of which the FBI just released a lot of documents on a couple of months ago. And I know that Ellen DeGenerate having those connections is not innocent within that cult herself. And I know that with all those connections, those powerful people, all the way to Jeffrey Epstein, everything in between and on the outside, Ellen DeGenerate, on her stage, for her show, it has been in your face for the length of her public appearances as the host of the Ellen DeGenerate show. Yeah, I'm saying Ellen DeGenerate intentionally. You have palm trees and you have the blue and white square on the stage. It is the exact same, it is a replication of the blue and white cube on Epstein's island. And then you have the red lines with the square inside the square, and you have the mazes, and you have all of these symbols that literally represent, I mean, Native American uh, American cultures traditionally represent uh, the cosmos, um, and they represent the journey of life with a maze. Uh, they might call this the man in the maze. Just a, a series of little tiny squiggly lines, a little tiny circle, nothing extremely complex. doesn't have to be a complex labyrinth. It just has to be a circle that just goes in a circle and a circle and a circle. But this also can represent the unfolding of the mind, just like the square in the square, the circle in the circle represents the different levels or the different segments, the different compartments of the brain that can be programmed, that can be conditioned to respond to certain stimuli. And we know one of the forms of stimuli include themes from movies and from books, things that are targeted towards children in particular, that deal in things uh, and subjects that, that just seem like innocent cartoons, but movies and books like Alice in Wonderland, which is one of the big themes. Alice has her blue and white dress. Alice goes into the, uh, the upside-down world, just like Caroline does in the movie Caroline. She goes into the upside-down world, and she deals with the, the pale-faced demon mother named the Beldum that steals the eyes of children and replaces them with buttons. And we see that the Alice in Wonderland theme is present if you go to Britney Spears' Instagram page. 
She has the Alice in Wonderland dress on just recently. She had selfies she took of herself and posted them on Instagram with the Alice in Wonderland dress. I mean, Britney Spears has always been. I mean, from the time she, she first began and she had all this fame and all this, all this, um, all the, all, all the attention from, from young girls that loved her music and loved Britney Spears, seeing her on TV. And she was just this young girl turning to turn into the sex symbol for, for older adults, for older adult males. But she was just a kid. And this is what's done by the Disney Corporation. This is what the Disney Corporation does. It, it perverts and it distorts and it more than anything tricks like the trickster and it deceives by using innocent imagery or seemingly innocent imagery to manipulate audiences specifically the parents in order for the parents to allow their children to watch and to participate in this culture thinking that it's all just fun it's all just a joke it's all just peaceful but they're really being programmed they're really being conditioned because what goes on behind the scenes has been externalized to the public. And it's been externalized to the public for a long time. It's becoming more externalized now. To the point where you have children's toys, like these little dolls that I mentioned earlier called LOL Surprise Dolls. And surprise, surprise, when you dip these little dolls in cold water, suddenly they have tattoos and they have clothing on that looks like lingerie or something a prostitute would wear. And they're little tiny girl nipples come through so you can see them through the lingerie. How nice, how innocent. And how many parents would recognize that if they did have a toy that they had given to their children that looked something like this? How would you even know? I mean, the energy itself in these toys, if you picked them up and you were aware of what's been done to the innocents, you'd probably be able to feel it. I mean, I look at these things. And I see their giant, enormous eyes with the big dilated pupils. And I think of Elon Musk. And I think of Mark Zuckerberg. And I, and I think of uh, all the, the people like Tim Cook. All these people that are in the tech industry and that they're, they're attempting to, to basically replace biological systems with synthetic systems. Build an artificial sub-reality dominated by artificial intelligence. What's, what a Samsung calls sixth generation technology that will be run by machines and not humans. And they're all wide-eyed, literally, with enormous pupils because they're microdosing, they're on drugs, they're connecting with other realities, other dimensions, just like quantum computers, just like the, 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 the particle accelerators. They're trying to bring, and it seems they're succeeding in bringing, other dimensions into our dimension, bringing something into our world. I feel that that's largely what the uh, first atomic bomb test in the United States was all about, the Trinity test. It was an alchemical experiment. And it wasn't too long after that, in the mid-1940s, you had Roswell, and you had all these stories of UFOs, and then you had a government report the day after Roswell. A day after Roswell, you had a government report that came out that said these beings come from other dimensions. That's the same kind of thing that's occurring in the entertainment industry. These singers are not singing about the devil. You know, people like uh, Billie Eilish or people like Taylor Swift or people like Lady Gaga or people like uh, Avril Lavigne. She did a song where she, she fell in love with the devil and she had the, the typical red dress, the lady in red, and, she fell in, and she, it says in the song, I fell in love with the devil. I could pull it up on YouTube if I if I uh, if I get can I open up another tab here. 
She's like, I fell in love with the devil. And she's got the, the, the red dress on. She's got the typical black and white dresses on. And it's the, it's the same exact imagery over and over and over again. And as these celebrities like Britney Spears, Avril Lavigne, as they get older and, and they bring that generation with them, there are new celebrities like Poppy. And there are new celebrities like Billie Eilish that trick and deceive a new generation to follow them with the same imagery and the same symbols and the same underlying energetic message of depravity and, 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 and the destruction of innocence. And, and this could be present in, 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 a, in a visible forum no more than it is in these children's toys like the LOL surprise dolls and the La La Loopsies and the troll dolls. I mean, have you seen these troll dolls? It's a girl with enormous eyes, huge black pupils, identical to the LOL dolls, identical to all the new Disney toys for girls, little kids. And if you click a button between her legs, she laughs and thinks it's funny. Literally, if you press the doll's clitoris, she makes noise and it's all just fun. This is evil targeting innocence it's evil targeting innocence pure and simple and you see the same thing where you have a a generation that's in transition between the young and the old you have people like britney spears who are much older now they're still wearing alice in wonderland dresses they're still appealing to their audience who is now growing older She's not as much of a sex symbol as she used to be. And then you have those that are younger, like Billie Eilish and Poppy, that have totally transformed what a sex symbol is. Now they're robotic. They're machine-like. They're worshipping machines and saying, Billie Eilish and Poppy both, that humans need to be exterminated. And this is music that children are listening to. And now, of course, they have audiences that, that are obviously far above and beyond, uh, you know, a youthful generation. They have audiences of people that are in their 30s and 40s that enjoy the music. But somewhere in the middle there, between that transition of Britney Spears becoming an adult and carrying her generation with her, and the new generations of Billie Eilish and Poppy, you have those that are kind of in the middle, people like Sabrina Carpenter, who was on the Disney Channel, and now she makes music with butterflies and blacked-out eyes, and, and she's wearing, she is wearing the exact same clothing. If you watch the video, it's called, uh, let me scroll up here and find the name of it, it's called In My Bed, where she looks like a normal girl until she starts levitating out of the bed, you know, which is indicative of the powers granted to a witch, you know, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Sabrina Carpenter is her name. She levitates out of the bed, just like Billie Eilish in the song Bury a Friend, and then she becomes this mind control, this possessed girl, wearing black and white, which is indicative of multiple personalities, and something we've talked about over and over again, the paintings of Kim Noble, where she's got the black and white dress on, and the rose beneath her feet is destroyed. The rose is a symbol of the vagina, as essentially all flowers are, but the rose is also purity, it's innocence, which it doesn't mean it's just little girls being abused, and it's a symbol of initiation into the sacred mysteries. That's why it's a symbol in beauty and the beast, the alchemical marriage and the alchemical transformation. So it's not just the, the, the deflowering of a girl. It's not just the sexual abuse, the rape of a girl. It's the destruction of innocence. It's the destruction of children. 
It's the destruction of the sacred. It's the destruction of the holy. And in that video, In My Bed, by Sabrina Carpenter, her eyes turn into these swirling vortexes of black and white. In fact, uh, there's a ghost song. If you listen to ghosts, there's a ghost song called Depth of Satan's Eyes, and one of the lines in the song is, Swirling and pulsating, his eyes like a vortex. Well, Sabrina Carpenter's eyes, swirling and pulsating, her eyes are like a vortex, a well in which I'm falling. Children are being targeted. Adults are being targeted. It's innocence and naivety being targeted. I mean, there's the Eminem song. I'm sure some of you have heard the Eminem song. Eminem song Godzilla. Eminem song Godzilla. Talking about the monster. And he's got these enormous black eyes that are pulsating huge black pupils as he tanks a drink of alcohol and they're talking about feeding the monster. It's all sexual, drugs, alcohol. And yeah, I think Eminem has a, a lot of talent, but Eminem is just a disgusting piece of trash. And and you look at these people in the, in the entertainment industry, you look at uh, musicians, you look at uh, uh People that are uh, celebrities, that are actors, actresses, that that are family of actors and actresses. And someone like Allison Carey says, hey, my mom took me to satanic parties. And they're like, no, you're just a prostitute. You're just a drug addict. You're just a whore. You don't get to speak. Mariah Carey's a famous singer. How dare you destroy your family's name with this nonsense and this absurdity? Well, it's the same exact thing that you saw in that movie uh, by Stanley Kubrick, isn't it? where Tom Cruise goes into the party and then the prostitute comes over and says, you don't belong here, and says they're going to kill you if they find you, you need to leave. And then when Tom Cruise finally leaves the next day, he finds out the prostitute's dead and he goes to visit his powerful friend who he knew was there. And the guy said, all, all that happened after you left was that we had sex with her and then we took her home and she was just a whore. She was just a prostitute. She was a drug addict. She killed herself. It's kind of similar to Mariah Carey's sister. They're like, ah, oh, you're a drug addict. You're a prostitute. How how do you get to speak about these things? You're not famous. You're not wealthy. You're not powerful. You don't know anything. I tend to believe what she said. I tend to believe Beyonce's former drummer claims that she was molested with Beyonce's, literally says Beyonce is a witch who uses black magic to molest people. I mean, if you were coming up with something that you were going to sue somebody with or just make a public claim, and you were going to lose all chances that you'd ever make it in that industry again, that you'd ever have a, have make, be able to make a living anywhere, and, and that you wouldn't end up dead for whatever reason, whether your accusations are true or not. Why would they come to the same exact conclusion? Like, all right, I'm going to speak up because I don't like these people, and I don't like the way I was treated, even if it was just, you know, just someone just was nasty to you all the time and always had an attitude. So I'm going to make up this claim. They were practicing black magic on me. I'm going to I don't really like, you know, my I'm jealous of my family has all this money and my sister's really famous and powerful and hanging out with Britney Spears. But I, I'm just going to claim that my mom took me to satanic parties when I was a kid. I mean, why make this stuff up? I think the bigger question is, why are so many people claiming to have been taken to these kinds of events? And why are so many people claiming 
that they were molested, that they were abused, that they were tortured, that they were that they were you know beaten up, that they were raped, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, in the same fashion. You know, with Jimmy Saville, uh, Mariah Carey's sister saying she was abused by uh, guys that had black robes on with uh, hoods or hoods that were black and then robes. And uh, Jimmy Seville's accusers claim that they were abused when Jimmy Seville came in and he had this mask on and he, his blonde hair was coming out the sides of it. He put this mask on, he had this long robe, and he was, he was raping women. It's the same story over and over again. It's not why would people make up such an insane story. It's why are so many people making up an insane story? Why are so many people claiming the same thing? Why is so much of this actually actually getting traction? Why is so much some of it so much of it why is so much of it actually sticking? Why is it now that we see as that Me Too movement died down, now we see people like Allison Mack and Ghislaine Maxwell and Oprah Winfrey who weren't just like sex slaves, they were sex slaves that are now abusing Ghislaine Maxwell's far more of a monster than Allison Mack is, I don't know if you could compare her to Oprah, though. They're sex slaves that were used and abused, and now they carry on the tradition and they run the networks. They procure the girls. They procure the young women. They procure the boys. They procure the people that are going to be used for abuse, that are going to be turned into slaves. And and, and it's all out in the open. It's all public. And it comes out. And so when it finally makes, you know, front page news and it's like everybody's talking about that, then you get Pizzagate and then you get Wayfair and then you get Amazon selling bags with children in them. And then you get all these Reddit stories. You know why? Because when the truth has finally surfaced, there's damage control that's done. When Mariah Carey's sister says, I was taken to these rituals and abused, they say, you're a prostitute, you're a drug addict, you don't know anything, you have no credibility, just like in Eyes Wide Shut. And that's an individual who's easy to destroy. But when a whole culture changes as a result of this information coming to light, and a whole society is transformed, and the whole globe, like the millions of people in Germany recently protesting, did you see that? The millions of people protesting for, for, for lockdowns and people all over the world protesting, not just against lockdowns, but protesting against child trafficking and sexual abuse and all these other things. As the world becomes aware of it, not as an individual filing a lawsuit like Allison Carey, but the whole world becomes aware. You can't just say, well, everybody's just a prostitute. Everybody's on drugs. You have to create a diversion. And the diversion that is created is the Pizzagate conspiracy, the Wayfair conspiracy, the duffel bags on Amazon conspiracy, the QAnon conspiracy, the John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, ping pong pizza, all this, Comet, ping pong pizza, you know, all this is a distraction because they know that they're caught. They know that it's coming to light from the Franklin scandal to the Vatican. From Allison Mack to Oprah Winfrey to Ghislaine Maxwell to Britney Spears and Mariah Carey. From Hollywood to the Vatican and from the Vatican to Buckingham Palace and from Buckingham Palace to the Caribbean and from the Caribbean to every little teeny tiny network that's connected where children are trafficked and moved through like the finders. 
back in the 80s that was run by military intelligence. It had to have been having super advanced computers in the 80s. We're dealing with a sick, satanic cult that preys on the innocents. And they prey on the innocents in ways that you wouldn't even think. Because we, you, your family, you're not psychotic, you're not deranged, you're not depraved, you're not satanic, you don't worship evil, you don't worship decay and destruction, and you sure as hell don't worship the targeting of innocence and the destruction of innocence. So it's hard to comprehend there could be people that are so evil and that want to do harm to children, that kidnap children from countries under the guise of providing aid, like, you know, in Haiti, where the Clintons went down and stole a bunch of kids. The same Haiti where they went down and, you know, learned voodoo, which is official. Bill Clinton wrote about it. They went down there and they performed voodoo rituals. In fact, Bill Clinton performed a voodoo ritual to become a powerful leader. But as one of the local papers said, the ritual would ensure that nobody could take away Bill Clinton's power, but as in all magic, black and white, particularly of the black kind, there's always a a little stipulation, and there's always a little deception, especially when you make a deal with the devil. Nobody, this was in the newspaper, nobody could affect Bill Clinton but himself. And it was indeed Bill Clinton who brought himself down with Monica Lewinsky. Was it not? Bill Clinton destroyed his own legacy. Nobody was responsible for his destruction and his demise except himself. That's the power that the devil grants you in those deals and those contracts. I want to be powerful. No one can touch me. All right, no one can touch you, but you can hurt yourself. And the devil will do anything and everything to trick you into hurting yourself and tempt you into hurting yourself. And so we don't imagine, we can't comprehend, are there really people that want to hurt kids? Are there really people that would target children? We're worried about paying bills. We're worried about taking our kids to the beach. We're worried about, you know, tuning into a radio show and seeing what's going on in the world. We're not thinking, oh, there are powerful people that are targeting my children through dolls and through music, and through television shows. It might seem outlandish and crazy until you start looking at all of the evidence, and you look at dolls like La La Loopsy, being lost in a fanciful dream world, disillusioned and crazy. Those are the words, La La Loopsy, that's what it means. Where she has no ears to hear evil, she has eyes that are replaced by buttons, she can't see the evil, her soul has been stolen, and her mouth has been sewn shut. And it's the same exact imagery in the Hello Kitty, where the Hello Kitty has black eyes, no mouth, and ears with no definition. See no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. What does this mean? Well, you've seen Eminem do photo shoots of the same imagery. You've seen people like Katy Perry do music videos where her tongue is burned. She's choked out, just like Eminem, where celebrities like uh, Lindsay Lohan put guns to their head. They kill one personality. They are prevented from speaking. They are gagged. They are not allowed to be a human being anymore. They are property. They are owned. They are slaves, men and women, old and young alike. 
Their mouth is sewn shut because they don't have the power to speak and to express themselves. They have handlers that speak and communicate for them. And the men are abused, tortured, and raped just as much as the women are. And that's why you have counter-movements to this exposure. Pizzagate, let me tell you something, Pizzagate is no different than the Me Too movement. It's no different than the Me Too movement because the Me Too movement focused on the lowest common denominator. Some women who were desperate for a part in a movie, so they gave a guy a blowjob. Come on. Or they were forced to watch a guy masturbate. Come on. Is that really what's dark and that's really what's evil in our society? Some woman, some gold digger who sold out for a part in a movie willingly? Or even a woman who was abused but still got the part in the movie? Is that really the most evil thing in our society? No, that's distraction. Pizzagate is distraction. And I know it's distraction because... When you dig into the details of it, you notice that everybody has their attention focused on those things. It is the the social and collective equivalent of calling Mariah Carey's sister a prostitute and and, and a drug addict because what she's saying about 3 a.m. rituals is just too insane to believe. Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you were sacrificed for your sister's fame and wealth, and power. No one believes that Mariah Carey obtained her talent from pacts with the devil, or that she was naturally talented and took the natural talents gifted to her by God and sold them to the devil along with her soul. That's insane. Nobody believes that. Nobody's going to believe that. But we can get people riled up about some women giving some guys a blowjob. And we can get riled up about Pizzagate, which is provably false. And then we can associate the factual information that we don't want communicated, but somehow has leaked. We have enough people that are investigating these things to find the connections and the patterns and to bring it to the public. And when we can't kill them... We socially assassinate them, and when that doesn't work, what we do is we take their work and we plug it into our beta stories, and we make these beta stories the alpha story. And so when anybody says, hey, look, Ellen Degenerate, look at her stage. It's literally a replica of Jeffrey Epstein's blue and white cube on the island. People say, no, that's just a Pizzagate conspiracy. Ellen DeGeneres a good lady. And then it comes out Ellen DeGeneres actually a racist, bigot, sexist who treats her, her, her employees and treats her guests like total garbage. And then you have other racist bigots who don't want to lose their power in the industry. They don't want to lose their fame. So they defend Ellen DeGeneres, that piece of trash. And even the guy who works for her, the black DJ, Stephen Boss, admits, yeah, there's some legal ramifications. We can't really say what Ellen DeGenerate did, but there was love in what she did. Oh, really, Stephen? There was love in what Ellen DeGenerate did. 
There's love. There's a lot of love in what Jeffrey Epstein did, too. You know what that word love means? It's doublespeak. I'm going to rape you. I'm going to abuse you. I'm going to torture you. I'm going to electrocute you. I'm going to make you eat your own feces, but I love you. I love you. I mean, hell, look at a common domestic relationship between two women, two men, or a man and a woman. And look how they abuse each other. And and they essentially torture each other. But at the end of the day, if you can go to bed and say, I love you, honey, there's love involved. So it's all okay. I mean, that is the whole foundation for pedophilia. Did you know that? Love is the foundation for pedophilia. You know why? Because love is the definition of the word. Pedo means child. Philia means lovers. It literally means lovers of children. So they're going to rape children anally and vaginally. They're going to rape children orally. They're going to torture the children. They're going to electrocute the children. They're going to drown the children. They're going to cut the children. They're going to rip the limbs off of the children, as reportedly was seen by police officers in the Anthony Weiner case with the laptop. They're going to dismember children. They're going to drink their blood. They're going to perform satanic sacrifices, just like Allison Carey said. And they're going to do all this stuff, but they love you. And they're going to dismember the body with love. And they're going to rape you anally, vaginally, and orally with love. And they're going to torture you with electrocution and needles and hooks and knives and dental equipment in a dental chair on on Epstein's Island. And we're going to do it all with love. And we're going to put you in a maze and we're going to have the Minotaur chase you and hunt you down and rape you and torture you and murder you and drink your blood. And it's all with love. We are dealing with sick monsters who are monsters because they have willingly sold their soul. They've been tricked into selling their soul or for one reason or another or multiple reasons, they are willful participants in the destruction of all things that are good. And you want to talk about politics? You tune into shows like this and wonder why we talk about political matters a lot. And I don't take sides in the political battle. And I've been saying for years, you know what? No one touches Epstein because if they touch him, you've got Democrats and Republicans there. And now that Epstein finally, the force of, 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 of nature could no longer be held back, and Epstein's dirty laundry with Ghislaine Maxwell comes out, and the distraction is, well, Trump knew him. And so the Democrats blame Trump and the Republicans blame the Clintons. And I blame everybody. And and once again, Trump is like the lowest common denominator. Trump in the Epstein story is basically like a woman giving a blowjob to a guy in Hollywood to get a movie. Oh, it's so horrible. Oh, Donald Trump kicked Epstein out of his resort. Oh, it's so horrible. He met the guy. But you're not paying attention to Bill Clinton in a blue dress painted on the wall of Jeffrey Epstein's compound or that disgusting lawyer, Alan Dershowitz, another Jewish face, by the way, down there at the compound. I kept my underwear on while I got a hand job from this girl. So I kept the underwear on. And as a lawyer, I knew not to ask for her age. He actually said that I didn't ask her age. So I it didn't matter. How old she was, I didn't ask, so I didn't know how. I mean, that guy is so disgusting. You look at these people. They have no life in them. They have no life in them. And even so, they are like the lowest common denominator. 
And then you start hearing about satanic sacrifices and rituals, but it's all done with love. And it's like Hollywood and media and politics. And then, oh, look, it's Ellen DeGenerate, a gay, lesbian, dyke woman who was abusing her staff, who was, who was a racist and a sexist and a bigot, as they typically always are. Anyone who constantly is obsessed with race and sex and the differences in people's you know views on the world or people's skin color or people's nationality, nationality they're, they're always bigots. They're all, the ones that scream loudest about it are always bigoted. And then you see the political side of things, and you wonder, well, why would you talk about political things on, on the secret teachings? Isn't this supposed to be a show about secret teachings? Isn't it supposed to be a show about, the, about, about fringe subjects? You know, and that was one of the things that uh, I went through a lot on Dark Matter. And we were told, talk about paranormal things more, they would tell us. And, and, and my co-host and I, Mike D., would always say, dude, what is more paranormal than satanic sacrifices to summon demons? And we would talk about those things. What could be more paranormal than summoning entities from other dimensions or other planes of existence, aliens, demons? Isn't that paranormal enough? It's kind of, I think it's pretty abnormal. You know, you know, talk about the, the smiling man or the slender man or the Momo or the Beldum or the 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 uh, the Baba Yaga, the distorted woman from Slavic myth, which was really just a, a prototype, um, mythologically speaking, for what the Momo would become as a physical uh, distorted image of a woman with the legs of a chicken, which are often, you know, the depictions that are given to the devil and to demons. And all these 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 figures uh, with the distorted remember the distorted smiling face of Momo, and remember the distorted smiling face of the smiling man. If you've ever been unfortunate enough to see a smiling man or a hat man or a grinning man, different names for the same shadow figures. It's kind of like the Joker, isn't it? The Joker has his face cut. So he's always smiling. It's an extended grin. You ever look at Joe Biden's smile? The guy looks like a shadow entity. And so he brings up, as his vice president, Kamala Harris. And I've already said for, for, for months now that Joe Biden is the physical manifestation of the grinning man or the crooked man. Go look up crooked man. From the movie The Conjuring 2, he looks like the crooked man. He looks like an actual demon. And then you look at Kamala Harris, and she comes up. And Kamala Harris, she has a plan for America. She has a plan for America. She's mentioned it in her ads before. And Joe Biden has mentioned it when he brought her up on stage and talked about what she is going to bring to this presidential ticket. And what they are bringing to this presidential ticket is the same thing that you heard in the Jasmine Bean song about the Hello Kitty. It's the same thing that you've heard in Eminem's music about certain times of the day where he commits murder or he slips into an altered state of consciousness and kills people and then doesn't remember it. It's the same thing that you'll notice with demonic activity, especially if you've seen movies 
where they tell you that the demon mocks the Trinity by knocking three times, the three times that you say Bloody Mary, or in the TV show Evil, the Melendez Challenge, you have to say Melendez Challenge three times in a row. The three is a mocking of the Trinity. It is a mocking of what is holy and what is sacred. And the three is also a time of day, a time of night. And that time of day, time of night is when the veil thins. And on certain days of the year, the veil thins even more, creating a rainbow bridge passageway to another world where things can be brought into our world and can be welcomed, invoked, and deals can be struck. And nowhere, perhaps, is this more present than in the imagery of the music industry. And that time is 3 a.m. And this is exactly what you see and what you hear in the Kamala Harris campaign ad. All too well. And that's what my 3 a.m. agenda is all about. Her 3 a.m. agenda, and that's what Joe Biden said when he brought her up on stage. In her campaign in the primary, Kamala often talked about what she referred to as the 3 a.m. agenda. The 3 a.m. agenda. Here's Jasmine Bean talking about sleeping all night and getting up, staying up till 3 in the morning. Her face is distorted. It's pale like the pale man, like the slender man, like the beldam, like the Hello Kitty with no eyes, no ears, and no mouth. They're either replaced, they're dark, or they don't exist, or they're distorted in some way, just like the Lala Loopsie doll, just like the distorted eyes and mouth of the Momo, of the LOL surprise dolls, of the troll dolls. And here's Jasmine Bean worshiping the Hello Kitty as a figure with extended arms and legs, very long arms and legs, a slender kitty on a cross. You know what the kitty represents? Hello Kitty mind control. It's sex kitten mind control. I actually have a show in the archive called Hello Kitten Mind Control. It's all about this. And so if you listen to this song, she says the same thing about the 3 a.m. and the same thing about how the Hello Kitty is her savior and is there to protect her and sew her back together. This is all verbal imagery of those who have been abused physically and sexually, those who have been raped, those who have been tortured, and how they need to be put back together. Listen to this. We'll play this again for you. This is the Jasmine Bean song, Hello Kitty. Her face is pale white, eyes distorted, and then she dies and the Hello Kitty saves her. Timestamp 122, she's worshipping the Slender Man Kitty. Stitches me up. She's so adorned, just like the urban legend of the Hello Kitty, adorned around the world to be a symbol to bring children to the throne of hell to bring children into the grasp of demonic powers. And she says that in the song, 
Hello Kitty keeps me warm, stitches me up. Hello Kitty is the light in the storm, the false light. Hello Kitty is Lucifer. Hello Kitty is the devil. Hello Kitty is evil. Lala Loopsy is evil. The troll dolls are evil. LOL surprise dolls are evil. The Eminem music is evil. Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, Poppy, the list goes on and on and on. All these movies that show you what's happening. Like the Holocaust in Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, a slender man that steals the eyes of children. The Beldum, the other mother, in Caroline that steals the souls of children. The upside-down world, the world of the slender man, his infernal majesty that wants to destroy innocence, that wants you to commit suicide to meet the devil Momo, that has you commit acts of atrocious nature, horrible, terrible things that you have to do to loved ones in order to obtain fame, like Billie Eilish, bury a friend, the death of her friend, Anderson Cooper's brother dying. Mariah Carey's sister sacrificed to the satanic cult for Mariah Carey's fame and attention. And we saw her hanging out with Britney Spears, where Britney Spears has got the Alice in Wonderland dress on. And we know Alice in Wonderland is one of the themes in the satanic sexual network cults. It's not just a sexual network. It's a network of drugs. It's a network of information. It's a network of abuse. It's a network of a lot of different things. It all has the same behavioral pattern and every time it's exposed whether it's like an eyes wide shut or it's mariah carey's sister the individuals are prostitutes they're on drugs they're insane they have no integrity they have no credibility when a whole culture becomes aware of what's happening and a whole culture a whole world becomes aware of the abuse and the horrible things that are being done to children and adults alike then you have pizzagate then you have the me too movement then you have all these things that we're supposed to be concerned about and ultimately what happens everybody either forgets becomes too overwhelmed with information and as a result forgets or just simply they give up or they fall into the swirling vortex that tricks them into thinking that pizza is more important, that Me Too is more important. To focus on the lowest common denominator, the gold diggers in Hollywood, the whores in Hollywood, or the Donald Trumps with Jeffrey Epstein. While you have little girls like Billie Eilish that are singing to children and adults alike, Something that goes a little bit like this. Pitch black eyes levitating, rotating. She has the Marilyn Monroe imagery with her shirt torn. She's injected with drugs. She's pulled down by handlers to the other levels of hell. I've played this song dozens of times on this show. It's the same thing that you see in the stories of Sabrina Carpenter and Eminem. It's the same thing you see with Lady Gaga, with troll dolls, with LOL surprise dolls, with movies and TV shows and Lady um, uh, Lala Loopsies and, and, and the Lady Beldum and Caroline movies. I mean, this is just the popular culture references to these things, not to mention Monsters Incorporated, uh, the, 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 the stories of the, uh, the abuse of children, uh, the murdering of children like the La Ladrona, the Baba Yaga, all this. 
It all comes from the same place. You can call it the Momo, the Slender Man. You can call it the Devil. You can call it Lucifer. You can call it whatever you want to call it. It's him. It's the devil. It's evil. It's pure evil. It's the destruction. It's the abuse. It's the targeting. It's the tricking of innocence. And not only the tricking of innocence in the sense of children, but the destruction and the the targeting of the connection between children and their parents. Tricking children into thinking that these are just benign and innocent things. And then the children are absorbed into this dark world where they don't know any better. And they become virtual slaves as this system of abuse is externalized onto the world population. And as everybody becomes aware of it, it's like, well, let's focus on Pizzagate and let's focus on Me Too and let's focus on Trump rather than addressing this for what it is, a literal satanic cult that targets all innocence for destruction, a satanic cult that you can see the energy that runs it behind the vessels of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and behind the vessels of people like Hillary Clinton. You can see it behind the eyes of people like Epstein and people like Ghislaine Maxwell and Harvey Weinstein and Keith Raniere and Allison Mack, people that are either possessed or people that are willingly participating. And maybe they're not possessed, but they're attempting connection to those other worlds. They're attempting a connection with the spirit world with the microdosing, and trying to connect with these other worlds, trying to connect with artificial intelligence, trying to connect with other powers so that they can get some kind of temporal power, thinking that they'll live forever, or they'll have all this money and all this fame and all this attention, and they'll be adorned forever like the Hello Kitty. They're people that are weak and naive and have sold their souls literally to the devil. You don't have to really go any further than tonight's show for additional proof. But if you do continue to follow this proverbial rabbit hole, you will find an overwhelming amount of evidence from children's toys to music to movies to current political events that shows you the same force, the same power influencing and working through the world around us. A force that's so evil and so dark I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say this. When I do shows like this, I literally have nightmares. There's something behind the innocence, and there's something behind the perceived good nature of these toys and musics, uh, music videos and songs and movies. There's something dark, and there's something targeting the innocence. And I'm just trying to bring that to your attention here on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM five nights a week. Subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. Here at The Secret Teachings, we're pushing 11 years on air. From powerful interviews to truly unique analysis, we're here for you five nights a week. And now we can also be with you whenever you want to listen. Just subscribe to our archive today and get access to stream and download every show after it airs. 
Your subscription also includes access on the site to my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir, along with my original books that many people have been asking for, The Grand Illusion, The Persistent Illusion, and False Prophets. We are also growing our montage archive, which will be available on the site for subscribers to listen. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the Donate or Subscribe tab at the top of the page, and become a member today. Even if you aren't a member, though, you can access certain select shows in our free archive and grab a free show released every week on the site. Otherwise, catch us Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, and you are listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. <laughs> 